fate has dealt you a winning hand that gave you a finger to click this link. Welcome to the Dow of K, perspectives on life and social commentary from a leader of those that do not follow. What up, world? Uh, welcome to another episode of the Dow of K. I'm your host, Carl Heiliger, also known as K. And now this episode is going to be called, Is It All Just Entertainment? All right. So it's Sunday. It's a beautiful day. And, um, you know, I got up, uh, did some of my uh, household things that I do on Sunday. Uh, always start out with some pancakes. You know, made my pancakes. Uh, did a little cleaning up. Watched the Sunday, um, the Sunday shows, the Sunday news shows. And... Um, it led me back to this topic. This is something that I have been, you know, working on for a while. In my mind, I wanted to do it with, uh, you know, I offered a couple of my friends to get on the podcast with me. But, you know, it's spring and people pe- people are too busy right now to be uh, podcasting, you know. So, um, to, yeah, so it led me to this topic. Is it all just entertainment, right? And uh, as I was watching the Sunday morning shows, it was uh, it just a reiteration of, of this question now that, that I've been asking myself. But I, I think at this point, I'm leaning towards it being a rhetorical question. Like, and and uh, obviously, you know, and actually stating a position that I really think it's all just entertainment, right? And um, episodic or episode wise, uh, one of the things that led me to this, to, to, to this topic was... Um, I spoke on one before about um, it was some guys that I was watching on YouTube and uh, just quick, quick recap for those that have heard it before. So I was watching some guys on YouTube right? and I fell into that into that YouTube thread of uh, of social comment, political and social commentary. Right. And one of the. Um, and the thing about YouTube is it. It. It is so many niche markets that people fall into that you don't really have the you have more choice than in mainstream media where mainstream media is literally predominantly white. So um, as a black person, YouTube and independent media is attractive because you get the chance to hear people speaking in your language, see people that you um, you know physically relate to and people that have a similar experience to yours. Right. And as I started surfing through social media and 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 YouTube type uh, platforms, uh, I realized that even people that are not black have that same attraction to independent media as well, because mainstream media uh, represents, you know, the mainstream or what they think to be the mainstream. And um, it speaks to like a. A upper I don't like to use the word class, but definitely it speaks to people that are higher in socioeconomic status than I guess would say the average person, you know. So, um, so you know, we 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 um, we uh, we drift towards these things, right? So, I'm watching this show, and uh, I found this show with like these 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 three three brothers, <laughs> three black men. And they were doing, uh, you know, political discourse. And um, 
and, you know, and stating that, you know, their goal and their purpose and their reason for being there was, you know, to fight white supremacy, you know, and uh, fighting white supremacy is big on uh, social media and independent uh, black media. Like everybody's fighting white supremacy, whatever that means. But anyway, so these guys are fighting white supremacy and capitalism and trying to make the world better. And uh, within a short period of time, they fell out, right? And when they fell out, I was like, damn, so because y'all fell out, white supremacy don't need to be fought no more? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, they're still fighting with white supremacy, but like they came together to fight it, you know? And, and you know, you think if we came together to, uh, to fight against an enemy, regardless of what happens between us, we're going to continue to fight against the enemy, you know? Literally, like the friend of my... The enemy of my enemy is my friend, you know? But anyway, these guys fell apart and they parted ways, right? And I remember asking myself, like, and they fell apart because, you know, like they, they had a dispute over how the funds would be shared from the YouTube money that they were going to get. And um, so I was like, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's all business, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody's doing anything for free. Like nobody's, you know, doing anything out of the kindness of their heart, like everybody's out here hustling, you know, and even when it comes to fighting white supremacy, like that's a hustle, you know, ain't nobody fighting white supremacy for free, you know what I mean, or nobody's going to uh, assist you in your fight against white supremacy if they feel like you're getting more uh, financial compensation for the fight than, than you are, so from that standpoint, white supremacy could continue and white, continue, white supremacy can uh, 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 prevail and continue to, uh, to win um, when it comes to uh, someone that's, you know, capable, you know, deemed themselves capable of mounting the defense against white, white, white supremacy or mounting an offense against white supremacy. Um, someone that felt like they had that power when they were selling the idea to me as a consumer um, once the money got funny. You know, they decided, fuck it, you know, white supremacy ain't that bad. Or at least I ain't gonna, uh, I ain't gonna fight white supremacy for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna do it for that, you know? It's like sometimes, you know, people like, they, they, they discredit certain jobs. They're like, oh, nah, I ain't gonna do that. They don't pay me enough for that. So these guys decided that they wasn't being paid enough to fight white supremacy. And they, you know, left their idea to fight white supremacy and went to go fight it someplace else, you know? But, uh, but I respect it, though, you know? And um, then I was watching something else. I forget who it was. Somebody was interviewing. Was Shout out to Cornell West. Somebody was interviewing Cornell West, right? And uh, Cornell West in that interview was expressing his displeasure with Harvard for not giving him tenure. And, uh, you know, he... He touted his uh, credentials and pretty much made a case of why he felt he deserved tenure, right? And as he was touting his credentials, that's when this episode really came to fruition. Like, it really hit me. As he was saying, you know, uh, you know, I wrote these books, I spoke at this thing, uh, um, I did an address here, you know what I mean? And basically saying that, you know, I've been to places and I've rocked the mic, you know? 
Um, I've given good speeches. I've given good lectures. You know, I've written books that people read and people spent money on, you know. And because of that, I deserve tenure so I could continue to, uh, you know, write books and give speeches and and uh, market myself as this tenured Harvard professional, blah, 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 right? So then I was like, okay, interesting, interesting. But as I was listening to Cornell West's uh, uh, impressive resume and uh, accomplishments, I don't think that white supremacy or any of the fights that he has been waging throughout his career have been won. None of the fights have been won. Uh, none of the uh, forces that he has been op in opposition to, uh, none of them have been made weaker as a result of his service. Um, so if I ask what the effect of his life's work is in that regard, it's, he hasn't really been that effective. You know, um, you know uh, he's pro-Palestine. Uh, Israel is literally blowing up, blowing the shit out of Palestine right now. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's anti-white supremacy. White supremacy is as supreme as it's ever been. Um, he's anti-capitalist. Capitalism is as capital as it's ever been. Um, and um, I, can, I can't really give him credit for um, moving the needle in race relations in the United States. You know, um, I would venture to say that the major mover of and uniter or um, equal, I don't want to say equalizer, but the thing that has um, lowered the temperature, if it has been lowered and encouraged um, unity, if unity has been encouraged of, you know, the American people that live in America, like the races that live in America, I would say the most positive uh, force has been the hip hop generation. You know, the fact that you know, everybody likes hip hop culture and black culture. And, and, you know, dare I say the appropriation of, of black culture um, has made black lives matter. <laughs> no pun intended, you know, but, uh, you know, black lives matter a lot more than they have. You know, obviously we still have a lot of uh, uh, shit going on, but. You know, but, you know, the, the progress that has been made in that regard is not due in a significant amount to the Cornell Wests of the world, you know? No, and that's no disrespect to Cornell West. Um, then something else uh, came across. I was watching this Jeffrey Epstein documentary and, um, well, not, no, I wasn't watching it documentary i was listening to a uh, like an investigative podcast and um it was more centered around jeffrey epstein's girlfriend or whatever she was that recently got arrested 
as a co-conspirator in his case, right? And um, I forget her name, but she is an heir to a vast fortune. And that fortune was, like the foundation of that fortune was the European version of like the National Enquirer, right? Basically a gossip rag, um, like something that, you know, wasn't even really expected to be true. It was just purely entertainment. It was simply there for entertainment and that people like gossip and things of that nature, right? Now, this woman's father, who, uh, who, who you know, who, who, who built a vast uh, uh, business empire and had holdings in, in many other areas, you know, real estate, like nuts and bolts things, right? But the uh, foundation of his fortune was a gossip magazine you know and that's where everything comes full circle like at the end of the day in this economy one of the most successful things one of the things that 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 commands uh uh, uh the dollars on a regular basis no matter what's going on uh it's it's, it's been proven recession proof uh, through wars, through injustice, through everything that goes on. Like the entertainment industry just keeps chugging along. You know, it reinvents itself. Uh, there are new aspects of it. Um, uh, when I say the industry, I'm not talking about in particular businesses, particular businesses within the industry, but the industry itself. Like every year, uh, new music is going to come out. New movies are going to come out. New uh, podcasts, new uh new things to entertain people, man. And that's when I realized that it's really all just entertainment, you know? As Cornell West was uh was, was touting his his credentials and and basically saying how important he was, uh how how he mattered to the world, right? I couldn't help but think as I was listening to Cornell West, you know, who's educated and uh, he's this, um, you know, he's this voice of, of, of black excellence, dare I say, right? And, um, you know, he gets on, he calls everybody my brother and I love this and he talks about these uh, uh, intense issues and, and, you know, white people call on him when they want to know what black people are thinking and, you know, he, he and, 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 and then you get these candid conversations with, with, the Cornel, with Cornel West about what he did after the show and, oh, he went to dinner with this guy and he did this. And, like, Cornel West is living the life of Riley, you know? He, he, he is a star in, in his realm. I'm quite sure he even has groupies. I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure, because everybody that's famous and everybody that's shaking is, you know, you, after the the, 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 the the basketball game, you got the women outside waiting for the basketball players. After the rock concert, you got the women trying to get backstage with the rock stars. You know what I'm saying? Even the dope boys, you know, after the club, you got the chicks that's trying to get at the dope boys. So I'm quite sure, even the preacher, y'all heard my, uh, my Martin Luther King uh, FBI episode, even the preachers got their groupies. So I'm quite sure, you know, Cornell West has gotten a nice piece of... Uh, uh, um, it's a nice action as a result of his uh, of his intellectual fame, you know. And you know, so I'm listening to Cornell, you know, talk his shit, you know, about how, you know, how he's living. And I couldn't help think of 
little baby as I was thinking of Cornell West. And then I was like, I mean, Cornell West gets on the TV and he talks about, you know, Israel and Palestine. And he talks about, you know, black issues and he talks about, you know, capitalism and he talks about politics and, you know, he's, you know, he's a professor and blah, 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 blah. But little baby said, when you're rich like this, you don't got to check the, because some shit, whatever the hook was. Little baby comes up with really good hooks. You know what I'm saying? Little baby and 42 Doug came up with some of my favorite songs. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, and I, and I thought of Pooh Shiesty. You know, I thought of Little Dirt. You know, Pooh Shiesty, that's my dog. But Pooh, you know I'm really Shiesty. You know what I mean? And I was like, these guys are entertaining. You know, these rappers, they entertain us. Like, they command a lot of money. From, you, you, you see entertainers. You see these rap kids. They go from, from, from rags to riches overnight. You know, um, why is it that you matter more to the economy as an entertainer than you do as a producer of an actual thing? You know what I mean? Like, nobody ever talks about the guy that made the Honda Accord, the latest uh, uh, up, upgrade on the Honda Accord. And there are a million Honda Accord, people are driving Honda Accords, you know. Nobody cares about a, a, a plumber, you know. Nobody cares about a, 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 a guy that builds bridges. Literally, the people that work on the bridges, that connect the world, that, you know, to, you ever drive over a bridge and, and look over and, and think like, damn, if, some, if this bridge was to, like, collapse, we would all die right now, you know. Nobody thinks about the dude that made it possible for me to drive across the Brooklyn Bridge and not end up in the Hudson River. You know what I'm saying? Like, th th these people should matter. But they don't. You know why? Because they don't entertain us. They're not entertaining. Man. You, if you personally think of the people and the things that matter to you, do they entertain you? You think of all your relationships, right? All the people that you converse with on a regular basis. Would you converse with them as much as you do if, you're, if you didn't derive some, derive some type of entertainment and pleasure from those conversations? Like, my mother loves the shit out of me. You know, I'm her favorite kid. And, um, and sometimes I wonder, like, why am I my mother's favorite? You know what I mean? Like, I got a, I got a little sister that's a doctor. I got an older sister that's like a nurse practitioner. I got a little brother that's a fucking doctor. He goes, has a PhD in computer science, and he's married, and he brought home two grandchildren. And, you know, and here I am, the black sheep of the family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm my mother's favorite. Why? Because I'm the most entertaining. She likes talking to me the most because my conversation is the most entertaining. She loves me because I'm her most entertaining child. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Ma. Shout out to Paul Lee. But, <laughs> but and, and, and look at yourself. Look at the people that you, that, that, that you embrace the most. The things that you do. When was the last time you did something that didn't entertain you? Even when we're nice to people, we do it because we get a good feeling of being nice. Right? We like to do this thing. We, like, it, it releases endorphins. Those endorphins are the same type of endorphins and the same type of pleasure signals that you get when you do something that entertains you. When you listen to something that you like. When you see something that you like. You know? 
And the people that entertain us, they are risen to a level of importance because they're entertaining. And now with that entertainment, it allows them to deliver other messages, other, you know, sell products to influencers. Like right now, today we have a, um, we have a term uh, that it's a real term. It's called influencer, social media influencer. Like if you uh, garner a lot of attention on social media, uh, companies um, will use you to push their products because you're a quote unquote influencer. Once again, this all goes back to the initial reason of why radio was even created. Man, radio's original purpose was to sell products. This is during the Industrial Revolution. Because prior to radio, prior to the Industrial Revolution, radio existed in the sense that it was like people had to get messages to each other. You know, in military, in business, you know. But once the radio came into the home, and because uh, before radio, people wanted to listen to records. They had a record player. They listened to they listened to music. You know, um, if if they had to actually go see somebody if they wanted to see like you know a concert or whatever. And then radio made it where these things came into the home, right? But early on in radio, the 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 purpose of radio was for advertising to sell products. And in all the radio shows and the TV shows from back in the days, like if you listen to early radio. Whatever you listen to right in the middle of the show, they'll stop and say, oh, you know, you should drink some Ovaltine while you're at it. You know what I'm saying? And then as time goes on, uh, entertainment got more uh, advanced and, you know, the, the marketing industry became what it became. And, you know, a commercial is extremely expensive. You know? Um, and, and that business model has continued and it's now the foundation of everything that we do. Like Facebook is what it is because we all got on Facebook. We all got on Instagram, Twitter, these particular sites, and, and we congregate on them. And because we're there, companies spend money advertising and they've made these companies some of the most successful companies on the planet Earth today. Uh, and also some of the most influential, um, which is fascinating to me because I've yet to make a significant decision about my life based on something that I've seen on social media. Um, but apparently people do it all the time. You know, like, for instance, right now, if you look at the marketing aspect of everything, right, and of social media, I find it interesting that everybody, not everybody, but a significant amount of people, especially in like, you know, I'm of the hip hop generation. Uh, so most of the uh, uh, things that I um, um, patronize are in that realm, right? Aside from like news and shit like that, right? But um, but in the uh, urban market, let's say, uh, there's a big, like you know, there's, like there's a lot of talk about therapy, you know, health and wellness. Health and wellness is the new grown and sexy. If you if you've been around as long as I've been around, there's always a catchphrase in the community that 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 is uh. <laughs> That is that is grossly overused, you know. Uh, it's it's a caricature of reality, you know. Like keep it real, and and uh, what was another? So you got keep it real, um, grown and sexy, health and wellness, 
um, uh, growth and development. No disrespect to the GDs. You know what I'm saying? Um, whatever. You know, you go, you go on down the line. But right now, I noticed that a lot of influential people in um, black entertainment are pushing in, you know, mental health and therapy. You know, you should get a therapist. And while this is going on, surprisingly enough, you have a bunch of apps that are geared towards therapists. Like you could do therapy from your iPhone. You could log into an app and for $29.99, you could get a therapist. They're selling therapy. Like, like they sold Jordans, like they sold Duce, and like they sold Patron. And it, it, you, you look at our community especially, we gravitate to certain items based on like, you know, some rapper. Or, rappers are very powerful in our community. So a rapper would say, you know, we should drink this. And now this is what everybody's drinking. We should wear this. This is what everybody's wearing, you know. And um, so now I'm looking like the same people that made Patron Patron in our community. That, that Remember Grey Goose? Remember when, when niggas was drinking Grey Goose? You know what I'm saying? That made Grey Goose what it was for that you know period of time that Grey Goose what it was, was what it was. You know what I'm saying? The same people that made Ed Hardy. Remember Ed Hardy? Remember niggas was OD Ed Hardy? You know what I'm saying? Those same people are now telling you that you should log on to some app and buy a therapist. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not anti-therapy. Um, but I do know this, that uh, whenever something gets hot, everybody starts doing it. And uh, you got good barbers and you got niggas that don't got no business cutting hair. You know what I'm saying? And uh, depending on your location and your uh, your financial status and, and, and what you have access to, that's what you're going to end up with, you know? So, uh, I can only imagine, um, the level of quality that you're going to get from a therapist on one of these apps. I'm just imagining, I'm not saying, I'm not, I don't even want to get into that. I'm, I'm just curious, you know? Um, but yeah. And, and I wonder, is like, is this just another form of entertainment? <laughs> you know? Uh, the entertainment aspect of everything that we do, even like politics. And, and it's funny that, I don't know, funny is not the right word, but it's, it's, um, it's concerning to me, right? That the same... Like, I remember when American Idol came out. I thought it was a really stupid show. And I was like, what serious uh, artist is going to subject themselves to this? Uh, uh, of going on, uh, on a show and, and having their art. Uh, pretty much, I, I thought it made a mockery of their art. Like, if I'm a serious uh, singer whatever genre, and now you want me to sing country songs and 50 songs and do this bullshit. Like, you know, part of being, in my mind, you know, because I was an artist at that time, part of being an artist is knowing what your art form is and being true to your art form. And, and you know, it doesn't mean that you're, to be a good artist doesn't mean that you could jump, jump in and out of any genre. I, honestly, that kind of makes you 
In my opinion, not so good. But anyway, who cares what I think? American Idol was extremely successful, right? And, um, and some people were able to use that platform to launch themselves into a successful career. Shout out Fantasia. Shout out Jennifer Hudson. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but I remember during my first year of noticing American Idol, that was also during the, uh, the Bush versus Kerry election cycle. And I noticed the political, that was the first time I really grasped like the, 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 the entertainment aspect of, of politics in America. You know, um, the cable news and, and the fandom and the way people were like saying, you know, I like this guy because of this and this guy because of that. And I was like, you know, this is, this, this is really just a publicity contest, a popularity contest. It's a game, you know. But whoever wins this game that's based on some of the most superficial aspects of, of communication... Whoever wins this game is now going to be able to make decisions on real world things. You know what I'm saying? And because Bush won that popularity contest, um, you know, Bush did some wild shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the United States got in, got involved in some wild shit during the motherfucking Bush administration, man. And then um, years later, you know, I've seen it go down again on a grander scale with Obama. Like, uh, you know, that classic uh, episode on, on, on the boondocks, you know, Dick Rod and Obama. Like, you know, people just voted for Obama because he entertained them. Uh, it made him feel good. You know, made me feel good. Shit, I couldn't vote at the time. But yeah, I, I was I ain't going to front. I was one of the niggas that was doing it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, this would be a good look, you know. Get us a mulatto president, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, that's a step in progress, blah, 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 blah. I bought into all the bullshit, you know what I'm saying? None of it panned out, but, uh, you know, I was there for it. You know, so, uh, um, you know, I'm not speaking on these things as if I'm better than the rest. You know, I, I'm actually, like, this, 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 is, um, this is somewhat self-reflective. Uh, and so then, you know, fast forward now. And I was looking at it, you know, with this whole, like the entertainment aspect was brought home. Uh, like I told people that um, at first it, I, I thought it was, it was one thing and another. But I remember uh, during the rise of Trump, I told some people that uh, Obama capitalized off of white guilt. And then Trump capitalize off of white pride right but i was wrong back then what obama trump biden they capitalize off of the entertainment value of what they were doing right like this last election cycle Prior to, like, the Trump administration was an entertaining administration, right? It was a, literally, this guy had a reality show presidency. And, and the news and the, and the you know, the, 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 
to report it was like reporting, was like repack, recapping a reality show. You know, so you had some people that had to participate because that was their job. Like they had to tell us the bullshit that was going on. And as a result, you had the reaction videos where like people would get on TV every day and be like, oh, Trump did this and Trump did this and Trump did this. And then you had the other people like, yeah, you know, we back in Trump, we back in Trump. And it was just Trump, the Trump, 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 right? And as entertaining as he was, and I'd admit I was entertained. When, uh, when Biden ran against Trump, I didn't think he could do it. Like, I really thought Trump was going to wash him. And then uh, the Rona came. <laughs> and, 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 you know, they were able to play that shit, play that hand the way it had to be played and got, played and got Trump the fuck up out of here, right? But um, I remember... I remember uh, 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 thinking to myself, like, all the bullshit that Trump was for the last four years, and as annoying as it was, it was extremely annoying to watch, like, the uh, right wing of America um, gloat and, and wave that flag and the Trump supporters when they were up, they were up, you know what I'm saying? But as they started to go down, right, and as it looked like Trump was about to lose, for the entertainment value, I said to myself, you know what? All this bullshit Trump shit was worth it for the last four years. Just to see what I'm seeing now. <laughs> Just to see their reaction of, of when he lost. Like, watching him win, right? I had to go through that to, to, to be able to watch him lose. And you see what happened when they lost. You know what I'm saying? And, um, but all of it, it was entertaining. You know, that, that ride at the Capitol, you know, they got a lot of ratings for that. That was like watching, uh, you know, that, 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 that was must-see TV. You know? And now recently, the conversation is, nah, I'm not going to say recently. It's been, it's, it's always been going, you know. Uh, but, so I was listening to these other entertainers, right? I, I want honest entertainment, you know. But it's not, it's not going to happen. So I was listening to some... So what, I, what I'm going to start calling these people... To, you know, I'm going to start uh, uh, categorizing them for myself as dishonest entertainers. So like an honest entertainer is like Lil Baby. Young Thug. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Pooh Shiesty. Lil Dirt. You know what I'm saying? The rappers. You know, the Kardashians. They're honest entertainers. They come forth and they're like, look, you know, we're just here to entertain you, you know, and sell you shit. You know what I'm saying? But the dishonest entertainers, they come to you in the guise of doing something that actually matters. Right? Um, I don't like naming people, especially like in, in, the, in the independent media space. Like, you know, my, I guess you could say that my peers, even though they're, they're more successful than I am. So I, I'm not going to like drop names. But I was listening to this podcast and these guys, you know, they're like, revolutionaries and you know they always talking about the struggle and they fighting for black power and blah 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 right ain't shot nobody ain't stabbed nobody ain't you know what i'm saying ain't threw a rocket nobody they just talk fight i don't know who's ever won anything with talk but these guys talk right and um 
And they got real, they were really tight one day in one of their, you know, it's talking about Black Lives Matter. Cause they found out like one of the chicks from Black Lives Matter was buying houses, she was getting money, and they was like, oh, you know, she's a charlatan, blah, 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 right? And um, what Black Lives Matter and all these people, um, their entertainment value is, like, something happens, they post it, Oh, I will say names like people I have absolutely no respect for, like Sean King. You know what I'm saying? Like Sean King, something happens to somebody somewhere, a black, no, something happens to a black person somewhere, a black trauma. Then he posts and he talks about it and people share it and they, you know, and it gets likes. And, and I ask myself, it's like, what are you, what, what are you doing with this? You know, the people that share the video of somebody getting beat by the police. You know, the people that, you know, and some of them are really graphic, right? You're sharing the video of somebody getting shot or, you know, Breonna Taylor gets killed in her house and it's like, oh, Breonna Taylor, Breonna Taylor. Everybody's posting Breonna Taylor on, you know, it's the, on their Instagram and they do it and they get likes and, you know, like, do y'all ever think about Breonna's, like, mother? You know what I'm saying? Like, the people that actually know her when y'all are using her death and the trauma of that family to entertain you? Does that ever cross your mind? I know it doesn't. That's a rhetorical question. But the people that actually affect change, right? It's interesting for them. Like, like for instance, uh, I remember during the... Uh, the uprising, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the uprising after George Floyd killing, right? Um, you know, the people that were out there risking life and limb to, to, to express their frustration and their anger and all the armchair revolutionaries that sat back and like, I'm support, I support the protesters and they need to burn this motherfucker down and blah, 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 right? And then I was listening to these dudes, these, these revolutionary dudes, right? And in the city that they lived in, they were talking about the riots. And then one of them, I don't know if he meant to do this, but he was like, yeah, you know, my sons wanted to go out there to the riot. And, you know, and I, he alluded to either he let them go and then he pulled them back because once the police started really popping off, he's like, y'all got to go. But he's cheering on other people. He's cheering on other people's kids out there risking their life. But he didn't want to send his kid out there to risk his life. You know, he's anti-capitalist, anti-American establishment, anti-white supremacy, blah, 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 blah. But just like the politicians that send other people's kids to war, but not theirs, he wanted other people's kids to go out there and riot and, and, and entertain him. You know, he wanted to use that riot, use that struggle for his podcast, for his speeches, uh, for his image, so he could, could entertain himself and then people listen to him because he finds them entertaining. At the end of the day, it's all just entertainment. The real revolutions do not take place in entertainment, right? When Castro did the impossible and overthrew Batista, right? 
It was they like they weren't rapping and, and singing about it. If there was some rapping and singing going on in Cuba at that time, them niggas was singing right after they did some shooting. They was singing before they went and did some shooting. You dig what I'm saying? And they was singing about the shooting that they was doing. They wasn't just singing and dancing and poeming and doing spoken word and 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 being mad. You know, they that shit could have easily went another way. Like they had, I don't think they had any reason. Like in hindsight, you know, after the fact, we look at the Cuban Revolution and be like, yeah, that happened. But come on, let's really think about what happened back then. You had an island nation 90 miles off the coast of Florida, right? That was propped up by an American puppet government and a island nation whose resources were at the disposal of the United States and the Western world. Then you had some local dudes, not even a lot of them, that wasn't cool with that and decided to pick up some guns. Not even guns, not tanks, not jets, not bombs, guns, and overthrow a whole country. And we're not talking about like in 1860 when the, when, when the crackers did it here. You know, they fought niggas with muskets and shit like that. Now, nah, these niggas, was, they, they was prepared to go up against bombs, jets, uh, the United States backing. You know what I mean? And they did that. They got it done. I don't know how they did it to this day. I don't. I, I just you know it it, it 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 was done so long ago, and very few people. Not gonna say very few people, but uh, like that generation is is as as pretty much past, a lot of people of that generation, especially of the age of the doers of like the people that were Castro's age that were actually took 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 part in the fight. A lot of them have died off, have aged off the planet, right? Um. You have some younger people that are that are around that that saw it happen, but people of my age of this generation is just history to them. You know what I'm saying? So and it's in, and and I think in its historical context, we don't fully grasp how amazing of a feat that was. And I can't think of another major. Um, government that has been overthrown in that manner since i may be wrong you know you had a couple uprisings um you know across the world but that hasn't led to like what cuba you know where somebody you know stepped up took over and held it down for whatever reason however he did it he did it you know what i'm saying for years later you know for years prior you know so Real revolution is a fight with bullets and guns and people dying, you know? American revolution, uh, especially today, especially, um, you know, dare I say black revolution, is entertaining. It's entertainment. It's Cornel West making speeches. You know, it's uh, uh, Don Lemon on CNN. 
It's uh, 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 the Black Lives Matter people, uh, you know, doing poems at the Oscars. That's what we're really doing. We're really just entertaining each other. We're not changing anything. Shit is changing. Um, shit is changing because it's changing. You know? And the entertainers are doing what they do along the backdrop of what's going on. Like, there's, like, I grew up in a generation where, um, you know, certain forms of music uh, express things that people, uh, I didn't say certain forms of music. You know, I grew up in a generation where, like, the music that we were listening to expressed things that, uh, you know, our, people our parents' age, for instance, and, you know, just, um, uh, I guess you could say... Uh, respectability politics, um, they didn't agree with, they didn't appreciate, right? And um, at the time, in the, in, in, this is interesting, in the beginning, like in the 80s, right, when they first started complaining about gangster rap, it wasn't, it didn't start out that gangster rap was influencing violence, right? They couldn't do that because when gangster rap first started, they were rapping about the violence that was already going on. So there was no uh, confusion in the beginning. Like nobody thought that uh, in the beginning, nobody thought that dudes rapping and saying, you know, bitches and hoes created bitches and hoes. You know what I'm saying? But after like five or six years of that, it be it it, it became uh, somehow the uh, position of people that these people these rappers were creating the circumstances of which they rapped about right and today it's it's like a chicken and egg type thing you know like who, who really uh um who's influencing what's going on you know like are, are the artists um and you know are, are the artists influencing the activity in the street or is the activity in the street influencing the artist, right? I've always thought the latter. I've always felt like, you know, people see shit and then they rap and sing about it. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, these little niggas actually do it and rap and sing about it, but they're doing it because they saw somebody do it before them. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's how I feel about the entertainment aspect of social change. Social change happens... Uh, in its natural context, right? Um, you know, we move the needle. And I know this is an extremely unpopular position, but I'm not going to, in good conscience, act like a lot of shit hasn't changed for the better. Um, for my people here in America. And the reason for these changes is because of the work that has been put in. You know, the, uh, the bridges that have been built, the conversations that have been had, the exchanges. But I don't think any of it has been influenced by the entertainment. The entertainment is just that. It's entertainment. You know, cable news is what it is because some people 
get a release of endorphins and they feel good about listening to Lil Baby. Some people feel good about watching reality TV. Some people are entertained by sports. And other people are entertained by Cornell West. And that's just what it is. The fight against white supremacy is not going to take place on the show that you watch. The podcast that you listen to. The rapper that makes a song about it. Or the country music singer that makes a song about it. Or the folk singer. Like, these are not the people that are changing things. These are the people that entertain us while change happens. And it's going to happen with or without them. So at the end of the day, it's all just entertainment. But right now, if you look around, that is not, a lot of people don't grasp that. You know, so like, you have people that are really, um, really in their feelings about shit that they have no influence on, no control over. Um, it's, it's just totally out of their hands. And they want to participate and they want to add to it, but they have nothing to add. They want to be effective, but they're, they're, they're insignificant. We're extremely insignificant as, as, as individuals on the grand scheme of things, right? And there are people that know that and they exploit us with the entertainment and they profit um, they benefit and if you're being entertained I hope you're benefiting too and I hope I entertained you you know <laughs> and um, as always remember that fate has dealt you a winning hand so you will always have a finger to click this link. This has been the Dial of K, perspectives on life and social commentary, the leader of those that do not follow.